Hello. Welcome to the Divine Method podcast with me, Anastasia Kenyon. And today it is the 25th of July, 2021, which feels almost unbelievable as I get older, my life just seems to be getting faster and time is becoming so much more precious, as many would say. And I cannot believe how the last 18 to 20 months have shaped my life and COVID has been a traumatic experience for so many and such a difficult one. People have suffered losses, they've lost family members. It's been a really tough time and it's been challenging mentally, physically, um, in all aspects. And today I have been lucky enough to speak to the wonderful Alice Lyons, the founder of Dark Coffee, which is you'll hear her explain but a new twist on how to manage your own mental health and well-being and actually challenging what we define as mental health because it seems to be a very negative conversation whereas sometimes it's good to see how far you've come rather than how behind you are um it's almost that step of admitting defeat is the first and key moment when you can actually turn around and go right i'm ready to sort this out now and uh i feel like that's something that a lot of people are doing at the moment so a big shout out to alice thank you again for coming on um you great friend and an absolute love so i hope you enjoy this podcast there are conversations of suicide depression addiction so if any of those are triggers for you, um, I'd advise not listening, um, or at least listen carefully. <laughs> like we both love Lord of the Rings and it was just like really cool and weird, but like, I love it. And it's just so, but like, that's what your job is though, isn't it? Like your expertise is understanding how people work. So can you just tell me a little bit more about obviously your brand art coffee, what you do, how it's going? Just give me a bit of a lowdown. Cool. So dark coffee is, I keep going through different ways of presenting it, but the way I'm presenting it today is that we're all about unfiltered well-being. So we used to focus more on mental health, but because my own understanding of mental health is changing quite a lot, I focus on well-being now. So I'm trying to really get people in touch with who they actually are and what they're here to do and like how they can work really well. So I focus on their work life and on their well-being and how those two things can work together rather than as disparate entities. Like you should have, a, I think everyone should have a really fulfilling job that they enjoy, whether that's the business or employment or a mixture of the two, but their work should be really fulfilling and kind of add to their life rather than take away. And then it's supported by knowing actually what is good for them. Like what does well-being look like for them? How can they operate in their own life? And a lot of that comes down to things like self-acceptance and celebrating their own success and even basic things like down to setting boundaries and communicating them to people and like really practical like day-to-day stuff and I kind of I sometimes say that I teach people really obvious shit like it's common sense but at the same time it's stuff that we haven't been brought up doing and not socialized to do like you know putting yourself first and looking after yourself heaven forfend like any of us should do that but it's reminding people of stuff that they innately kind of know like people know that they need to look after themselves they know they want to have fulfilling work and it's kind of giving them the permission to do that so that can look like one-to-one coaching it can look like group programs where I work with like a team in an SME and they're kind of they're focusing on themselves first and foremost but they're also supporting each other so they can have peer support systems um it looks like the podcast obviously and the content that I do which is very bullshit free kind of actionable advice um so yeah it's all fun and games lots of lots of different parts okay cool so obviously you just mentioned about like mental health and well-being like I could not agree more like mental health is seems to be such a buzzword at the moment and I'm Mm -hmm. kind of sat here hearing constantly like oh you need to concentrate on your mental health you need to concentrate on like how you're dealing with your depression your anxiety your like alcohol abuse xyz Mm -hmm. so for me to understand more about myself how do you define mental health versus like well-being and wellness like what is like the difference it's a really interesting question and it's one I'm still struggling with myself because I think people see it as like a binary like mental health they associate it with disorders 
diagnoses, problems. It's like, oh, mental health problems. Whereas I see mental health as being like a big umbrella that sits across our whole lives. Like any way that you relate to yourself in the world is your mental health. Like how do you navigate problems? How do you get through things? How do you build positive mental health? So you have resilience and strength and willpower and all these things. But there's such a binary and the binary is so strong. I could I could spend my whole life trying to convince people that mental health is a positive rather than a negative thing. But my life is too short and I need I have things to do. So I've been swaying more towards well-being because there's this very clear understanding that well-being is focused on building yourself up and like positive action in the same way that I think health and fitness have that kind of terminology. So if you say I'm a health coach, people might think, oh, you're going to help me with like ill health or disorders and things where if you say I'm into fitness people see that as positive progress action steps so that's kind of how I see mental health and well-being even though actually for me the two are one and the same yeah okay so it's like the definition rather than than actually the like the actual I don't know how would I say that (laughs) it's really tricky to get your head around like I struggle all the time I actually run an event called um, the mental health meetup so it's for professionals who work in the space to meet people who who just want to learn from them really like professionals who want to learn from them and I called it the mental health meetup but one of the discussions we had as professionals was do we call it mental health or well-being and even within that group there was no consensus like even the professionals don't know what to call it because there's such um there's such a stigma around mental health but overall there's just a real fear around it and people see it as being very medical and very clinical and like I'm neither of those things I'm very much like we are a result of our environment and our upbringing. I focus on like social, the kind of social model of well-being. Like it's all about how we interact with the world and the world interacts with us. Mm. So um, it's really complicated. So it's no yeah. wonder that it's a little fucking minefield when people are trying to like work on themselves. Like, I mean, I have like prescription antidepressants to like keep my like medical side well, but then I also have to do a lot of personal work. So I do a lot of journaling, like I'm up, early every morning like I pray now because I found this like spirituality that I didn't know I could have I've got like exercise is a big part of the physical side of things which you could maybe say like mental health and fitness but it also helps my well-being because as well as like the endorphins that it it lets out it's also like almost like a tick Mm -hmm. I need to do this today to feel better so that's just like it's I feel as though that for me as an individual I find the word mental health and the word anxiety very buzzy at the moment and it and it stresses me out because like I think it's not to be honest it's not as bad now but there are definitely points where I do feel like people use their mental health to kind of have something to just say do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I feel like people are now saying like oh like that's really affected my mental health when it's just like well someone's just had an opinion on what you've said and because they have an opinion you're now suicidal like it can't it can't work like that and I'm finding and that might sound really harsh but it I just feel that we're almost being we've almost just got a load of people who have no resilience whatsoever and that in itself is I just personally feel like it's constant and that might be a really weird thing to say but like if you think about the program like 13 reasons why like Mm -hmm. that brought up increasing awareness about suicide and rape and mental health issues uh, amongst young people but then on the flip side of that there was an argument that like it was normalizing suicide like people were seeing it as a it's kind of like a, a way in like oh look so they're doing it on telly so it must be like something that I can do now because that's the way out and she's recording tapes and like all everyone misses her and she's still in touch with them like it seemed a bit mm. fucked up to me mm. um and like what are your thoughts on that because it scares me for the younger generation like it really does there's a few points I want to pick up from from what you've just said I think one of the biggest problems we have is when people overfixate on disorders so when they say oh I have anxiety therefore dot 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 and because mental health is such a holistic thing like it's a big umbrella thing incorporating positive mental health as well as poor mental health so if we always only ever have conversations about mental health where there's a disorder named like I have depression I uh, experience anxiety whatever it may be then we're not actually talking about the positive side of the spectrum. Like you said, resilience is a really great thing to build up and to talk about. So a lot of the work I do is focusing on how can we build positive mental health rather than, because it's almost like um, almost like a law of attraction kind of thing. If you always focus on a negative or, you know, I say negative in air quotes, it's not fully negative, nothing is. But if you focus on a disorder, 
you're almost like welcoming it and trying to fixate on a disorder rather than the actual person. And an actual person is a very holistic thing. Like we are very complex and we can experience something. We can say, I experience anxiety, or you could just detach from it a little bit more and say, I'm experiencing this particular thing today. It could be an emotion. It could be a physical reaction. It could be anything like that. But if we always talk about our mental health in conjunction with a disorder, we kind of we kind of dehumanize ourselves in a way because we're kind of making ourselves fit into a little box of criteria and that's not healthy for any of us it's more healthy to say I'm feeling uncomfortable in in the case of the conversation where you said this is this conversation is bad for my mental health it would be better to say this conversation is making me uncomfortable and then to think about why is it making you uncomfortable is it because it's triggering something that happened to you or is it because of your capacity at this moment in time like what is it rather than just using it almost like as a as a caveat or like a reason for certain things to exist and saying I can't handle this right now because anxiety it's like you're not taking responsibility there and that's not to say that having anxiety or anxious feelings won't affect you because of course they will but at the same time we've got to be able to like empower ourselves to say what can I do with this information what can I do when I feel this way how can I practically help myself so it could be setting boundaries around social media use or it could be actually engaging in a conversation with someone who makes you feel uncomfortable and getting curious about it and be like why why do I feel this way what can you tell me about more tell me more like that's a really healthy thing to do when you're in an uncomfortable situation is actually try and listen to the other person more rather than sitting in your own head and in your own feelings just say tell me more about that and try and like find some common ground rather than kind of shutting down a conversation that you're not comfortable with um when it comes to media representation I have such such a a critical kind of opinion on this I studied film uh, as part of my degree and the more I'm kind of conscious of media representation the more worrying I find it because it shows such a limited um, perspective around mental health and again it fixates on disorders it fixates on like dramatizing everything like when you think about suicide you see a man on a bridge and it just pisses me off because you know because you know me but I've experienced suicidality myself and it was an ongoing kind of chronic um, thinking process that sort of followed me around in my 20s and it's it's still something that revisits me to this day it's not something that I'm like oh I'm solved I've solved myself and fixed myself it's it's like um it's a thinking process as much as an action but when we see these very limited portrayals in films in tv on social media even it just kind of hypes up this side of the spectrum the kind of disorder side and then there's not enough action and conversation going on around the periphery and that was kind of that was the main reason I started Dark Coffee because I wanted to discuss suicidality and open up the broad spectrum of experiences. So I am going to kind of open up more suicide awareness programs and stuff in the future. And I do want to get involved in a suicide prevention project. But until I'm sure of like how that's going to work, it's not something I touch on so much because as soon as you say suicide, people think of the act, they think high drama, they think attention seeking, they, th- they think all these things. And it's really not like that. Like suicidal thoughts are... A spectrum of things sometimes it can be very quiet it can just be that feeling of overwhelm or of just I can't, I can't be doing with this anymore I'm done it can be very very subtle and um that is a, a conversation that needs to be had but it's almost I think unless you're getting um sensationalizing things in this day and age you're not going to get your program aired so they have to go for high drama unfortunately so I think the more subtle and nuanced conversations are actually more likely to happen online and in the hands of people who are sharing their real experiences on platforms that are accessible to them. I think that you've touched on some really interesting points and especially when you have just said like instead of fixating on the disorder on the disorder and be like well like that makes me feel like shit it's, it's again that understanding like the layers of the onion like what is it actually that's that's making you feel anxious about that so let's say for example, um, I get anxious when I am just trying to, I don't, I get paranoid, right? Let's say I was, let's say, like I get paranoid. So, um, if someone, this is really dramatic, but if someone says like, my friend doesn't text me back for a few hours or she's a bit short or something like that, then I'll just get paranoid straight away. And I'll be like, Oh, I've done something wrong. Mm. And I used to do that. I did that for years. I was always like, fuck like they fucking hate me everyone's bitching about me like I'm not worthy like why does everyone fucking hate me like why is everyone else I bet they're all talking about me in their own secret group chat about me and then it was like realistically I'm not that fucking important like <laughs> I think I think that's like a big thing that 
I really had to kind of bring myself down to earth, like really like decharge my ego. Mm. And rather than focusing and being like, oh my God, like I'm such a paranoid freak. Like I'm so fucking paranoid. Like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> it was more of a, like, I'm fucking paranoid as fuck. I feel like shit all the time. I'm drinking to cover up this paranoia and all these weird thoughts that I'm constantly having. And I decided to do something about it. So I put down the drink. I, I got a therapist. I got on sertraline. I went to CBT. I now have to write in a journal every day. I'm still doing therapy every week. Like it's a constant. And this is another thing like people are like, oh, it's such a battle. Like mental health oh. is a battle. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just like, and people say this all the time as well, but just for comparison, like I work on my fitness because I like to be fit and healthy because that makes me feel mm. good. If I don't do the same for my, for my mind and like my spirituality, as I like to call it, then I'll be fucked. So mm-hmm. from what you've just said about as well, like dramatizing, like when you're feeling uncomfortable, just say like, oh, I don't really like talking about that. And then yeah. you can just kind of set your boundaries. Like boundary setting is so big and it's big mm-hmm. across the board, like family, friends, relationships, business, that like you've always got to kind of set something in there. And I just find it so interesting that so many people are still sat down going, oh, well, um, I, I, I smoked six joints the other day because, you know, like I just needed to like get completely out of my head. Like I just needed to completely like I, all this shit happened to me. Like I, I felt like shit. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, if you just like think about what's actually happened and how you can progress and like what these feelings are, once you get to the bottom of that, then you'll start like unraveling it. I feel Mm. that when I sit on my thoughts and I don't journal about it, I don't call like one of my friends up or call my therapist up and say, look, I'm getting really funny about this. Can we talk about it? I'm fucked. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I just love what you said. Like we need to build that positive side of like, yeah, cool. Like just journal like and by the way not just journaling like it is sometimes hard to find a a spare minute in the day but if you feel in a certain type of way like try and find something to help whether it's knitting fucking skateboarding like dog walking painting like I've done it all now like I fucking paint now (laughs) like oh that's cool yeah so hobbies are great like honestly because I think that kind of energy when it's sitting in your head you're right it can just it just latches on because I think energy wants to move doesn't it so it can either sit in your head and go and kind of manifest itself as like running thoughts and like you dig deeper into that hole or go for a run take the dog for a walk like you said express yourself creatively artistically physically whatever it is like that energy needs to get out somehow and you need to process it and some people like to do it in a very cerebral way they like to sit down and journal and then like go back through it and unpick it and think why is that happening what's going on with that and some people just like to kind of do something to take themselves away from that and that's fine like everybody has their own coping mechanisms and their own just healing and their own way of living and existing in the world but it's about figuring out what those things are for you and it's almost like there's an over permissive um air at the moment around mental health of i see a lot of posts around it's okay not to be okay and of course it is i think that's one step of a process i don't think it's okay to just sit in a moment and say this is my existence now it's important to kind of follow through with that and say it's okay for me not to feel okay right now but maybe what's led to this moment maybe what can I do to get myself out of this moment how can I understand this a little bit more Mm. and actually reach a level of acceptance not just kind of observing it and saying it's okay to feel like this but actually fully understanding it and like you say that takes a lot of work it takes inner work and it takes working with professionals sometimes like I always advocate therapy to people who it's available for and there's there's lots of more affordable ways of doing it now and kind of online things you can use and even free sessions available through the NHS if you can wait for it and that kind of thing um it's waiting it is really tough but this is why it's important to spread information around self-care and actions and peer support groups like there's such a a comprehensive range of things and services we can access and a lot of it comes down to our social groups like are we hanging out with the right people are we hanging out with people who make us feel good and support us do we have a really good support system in place and are we actually using them and we actually tapping into that and saying you don't have to go as far as I need help because those words are really scary and it's it can be very um self-victimizing sometimes to say I need help with this thing but to be able to identify 
I don't feel comfortable with this emotion that I'm feeling. Like you said earlier, like I don't feel comfortable with these paranoid thoughts that I'm having. So I'm going to reach out to somebody. It doesn't have to be a professional. It could be someone in your network that know that you know has gone through a similar thing and just be like, I know this is a bit out of the blue, but I know you've gone through this as well. Would you mind just having a chat with me for 10 or 15 minutes? And you'd be amazed how many people will say yes to that because people really resonate with that you know, sitting in the darkness on your own and like how difficult it can be to get through it sometimes. And people will be willing to help. For me, and that energy point that you just made, I had a revelation. I think it was like two weeks ago that everything that I do is bound by energy. (laughs) So like when someone I love speaks to me, like I get a certain energy from it. And then when I'm like running like I'm exerting certain types of my own energy and I do think that the world is built up of energies like when someone you love dies I'm sorry to go so morbid but it's the only way I can describe it like you have the energy that you two had has basically gone so you've now got to find a new way to exert that energy that you had for them and you can do that via going out and getting fucked you can do it via running cycling there's so many different ways that you can deal with grief and sadness or the loss of a job you can't exert your energy into the job anymore so what do you do yeah. do you either exert it going out drinking or do you, do you exert it feeling sorry for yourself or do you do something positive with it and I think that energy is such a big thing and mm-hmm. I think that people are so focused on kind of again like dwelling on the negative that and kind of sitting on it for obviously like sit on it grieve like feel sad but when it's for too long, you people get so comfortable in sadness. Like mm-hmm. I, I find that all the time. Like people just get so comfortable, like they're so happy to be fucking sad. And like I'm the same. Like if I'm in like one of my depressive states, which happens like every, I'm gonna say like three months, where I literally cannot get out of it, I'm sat there like it's the end of the world, like da da da. But I know it'll pass. Yeah. Because, like I keep going through it. So when I'm in that mode, I'm like, it's all right though, because I know that it's not gonna be like this forever. Like I just know. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then off the back of that, like people see when I have issues, like do you, have you seen that a lot of people who are say like returning to work, like obviously we've just gone through a fucking pandemic, people have been sat in, they haven't had the same outlets like going to work, they've been furloughed, so they've been sat in all the time overthinking, they've been either having to make themselves look like they've had a massive glow up on Instagram or they've been sitting around eating saying I don't give a I don't care like body positivity like etc like what what do you think is going to happen now as people start returning to work because now people are saying I'm anxious to go back to work yeah totally and I think um, it's so interesting because everybody's navigated the pandemic completely differently so you have like different categories of people so you've had the people that flew into trauma immediately like what's happening oh my god but then actually as time went on they settled and they seemed to get into a rhythm with it and then you have people who have been like up and down the whole time they're like I'm good this week oh I'm bad oh I'm good now and then the next hour you're down so I think everybody's navigated it in their kind of own way and it's really interesting for me to hear how people have reflected on it and the kind of positives that people have taken from it as well as you know they've learned a lot about themselves through sitting in silence or being isolated But the biggest danger is really going forward is whether that isolation becomes chronic or whether we can work through it. So we were saying before we started recording, I I have a very introverted side of myself, but I have to balance it with my extroverted side. So I consider myself an ambivert. I kind of flip flop between those two states. But for me, it would be really easy for me to get stuck in isolation. And especially if I was um, experiencing kind of depressive thoughts or anything, my reaction is to shut down and it's to isolate myself further but I know a good remedy for me is to go and speak with a friend and to make a plan and to go outside. Going outside is like massive for me. So I think a lot of people who've been at home, when you're suddenly, because we live in Manchester, it's a busy place, right? So if you haven't been used to going into town, you will be shocked by how busy the trams are, by how busy your office is. Just the information overload that hits you can be quite scary. So I think the important thing for people is to recognize where their limits are and to try I'm quite big on pushing your comfort levels a little bit, not to a chronic extent, not like do something crazy, but feel your comfort level and then kind of tiptoe over it a little bit and just try, just push yourself. If you feel really anxious going out of the house, go for a walk for 10 minutes and come back, start there. And then if you feel like you can't quite go to work yet on the tram, can you get a lift off of somebody? Can you find an alternative mode of transportation? If you've got the ability to pay for an Uber, could you start there and get that kind of 
you know, the first step is getting to your office through whatever means you can. Could you cycle? And I think a big part of it is to just go really gently with yourself and not say, oh my God, I'm a failure because this is all new to me and this is all weird. Like it's going to be fucking weird. And you might see people in your network who've just kind of clicked back to normal. They look amazing. They've had their glow up, like you said. Their hair looks amazing. They've lost weight. And you're just like, how? How have you done all these things? And a fucking, how? But everybody's, everybody's situation is so unique and so different. Some people are better off from the pandemic. Some people are worse off. There's no correct way to pandemic in my opinion <laughs> so like I see other people and it's like oh you pandemic better than me oh that's annoying <laughs> like it's just how it happens maybe I'll be great in the next six months who knows and maybe maybe once you get back out and kind of start socializing again maybe you'll start to feel completely normal overnight maybe it'll take you six months we don't know but I think it's important to just take your time take it steady and, and accept that it's not all going to feel sunshine and roses first day out you know I think you've just made a really good point about like the comparison piece mm-hmm. so, like looking at other people constantly so like I do that all the time I've had to like decrease my I've had to like unfollow a load of people because I was mm-hmm. constantly comparing myself I was like oh like they're thinner than me they're um prettier than me they are more confident than I am they've got more followers than me like And I didn't actually really give a shit, but when I'm on Instagram and I'm in that kind of zone, like I just literally fucking hate myself. Mm. And I think that the comparison of me to someone who's kind of not had the same experience as me, hasn't necessarily like done all the things that I've done. It's actually crazy. And like you've just said, like, I am unique, Mm -hmm. that I am myself just because I haven't like, I don't know, lost six stone over the last 12 months, but I've got a puppy now and like I've managed to um, come back from loads of breakdowns and I've, I've kind of now got a routine and a rhythm in place that means that my mental health is better. So really like- And your I business am, as well, like so many people yeah. will be looking at your business and going, fucking hell, she's smashing it. And like, yes. you haven't even listed that in your list of achievements. Like for me, that's the thing. I look at you and I'm like, she's amazing at business. And like, that's for me, that's my Achilles heel. Like I've always been super sensitive about my business and like mm-hmm. how I run it and what decisions I'm making. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing for me is looking at other people and going, oh my God, they've got it so together. They're so great. And like, <laughs> they make it look so easy. And it's like, we've all got a story to tell and we all struggle with it. And it's also like everyone says, and it's said all the time, but when people are outletting on say like LinkedIn or Instagram or this, that, and they're like, there is this like trend of these like really thin influencers like bending over and trying to make ripples for themselves going like oh look like I've got fat rolls too and it's like yeah. no 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 you fucking haven't you're just jumping on bandwagon but then on the other side of it there's people who are like I've done this I've done that like look at my new car like look at this and it's like oh well okay like I didn't have that day today like it's really like great for you but I fucking I'm jealous as well like that's one of my defects like I'm fucking jealous and I like sitting there like how the fuck have they got that and I haven't got that I'm working twice as hard as them and like I get jealous of people who are like getting like who are in relationships and like get presents off their husbands and it's like oh my husband just bought me this car and I'm like I've got to fucking work for my car like (laughs) why but then it's like the comparison piece like I'm not personally ready for a relationship yet like I can't physically be with someone because I am not mentally well enough yet and I know that like no one would buy they buy me a car to drive away from them forever but they wouldn't wouldn't buy (laughs) me a a car like I'll take it but like I am not like I am not there in any respect but I get I I go and I see these people who like these girls my age who are like engagement parties like getting houses together like fucking like and and I look at it from my perspective as like oh well I fucking can't believe that they've got that and then like you just said to me like I'm doing all right in my job like and I'm, I'm proud you're of doing that more than all right I think you're giving yourself a hard time there. you're doing fucking amazing and like the way you turned it around during the pandemic as well when it went to shit straight away and then you brought it back and you just flipped it like you didn't even think about it it seemed like you just did it overnight mm-hmm. like you've got hustle and there's so many people that would have given up in your position and you didn't you worked through it and you made it work that's the resilience piece though isn't it like that's the that's the whole like I can't give up easily but that's just been like I've always been like that like I've always been a bit manic and like I think as much as like people say like oh like you've got paranoia like oh you've got depression like that's so hard like it actually makes me who I am and my paranoia about losing everything actually makes me work twice as hard and like my paranoia about like 
not having somewhere to live, not having a car, not being able to like employ people, like all of those paranoias mean that I wake up at like half six, like, but it's like I outlet and that's my energy. So rather than outlet it, it in like, oh, like I hate my life. Like I'm so freaking paranoid. It's like, okay, like I'm really fucking paranoid. So I'm just going to go work on stuff. And that's what I have to do. And yeah, I- it's like learning how to channel it in a positive way. And like I said before, there's no fundamental like positive or negative. Like, like you spoke about paranoid thoughts then in a positive way of like, I use that as almost like momentum and like motivation. Mm-hmm. And that's how we can think about any of our like little demons that sit on our shoulder. We can either say, they're a horrible entity. I, I don't want it there. Oh, I'm getting this like tug of war with it. Or we can say, okay, look, that's what I'm working with. How do I work with it rather than against it? How do I make friends with that kind of imposter syndrome or perfectionism, whatever it is you're dealing with? Like we'll all have our things at different times. And I think um, one point to pick up on from like uh, the words that we use and the way that we talk about it. One thing I've learned is that sometimes it's useful to say rather than I'm a depressive or I've got paranoia and things like that sometimes it helps to soften our language to say I'm experiencing paranoid thoughts or I'm experiencing suicidal thoughts because then it's almost like the way that you frame that is to say I'm moving through this experience it's not fundamentally a part of who I am Mm -hmm. and sometimes that that can really help us to move through it and to be like okay this is what I'm working with at this moment in time Mm -hmm. it's not like who I am fundamentally like I can choose to work with these thoughts I can choose to be a successful happy individual I can choose to be in a relationship if and when I'm ready and those kind of things so sometimes the the language that we use when we speak to ourselves is really important as well and that's really nice to hear actually isn't it like the way that you've just phrased it's a part of you like it isn't all of you like I think that a lot of people who get anxiety or have anxious thoughts so like I I get anxious from my paranoid thoughts make me anxious so I can't I can't identify with someone who's like, I've got really bad anxiety. Like when I walk out the house, like I just can't. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I love walking out of the house and I love being outside and like, there's nothing I love more. So for me to identify with that, it's really hard. And as, a, as someone who is like that, and there might be other people who are listening to this, who are like that, how can you spot issues with others? Because I think now that I've kind of, growing up a little bit like I'd like to think like I'm quite empathetic I can see others kind of feeling a bit shit and I'm like oh how's it going mate like are you okay like let's talk about it but how do you how do you spot that how is it how does it work it's really tricky what I would say almost universally not necessarily because some people are really good at hiding it and a lot of us don't want to reveal those parts of ourselves but for me I would say the thing to look out for is is someone acting in a way that's not normal for them so if you because what very often happens is when we're in a bad place we act almost as if our opposite selves is coming out so if you're normally a very gregarious very outgoing very lively person and then you're constantly like saying no to your friends and you're constantly staying in and you're opting out of social occasions that for me was at a warning bell off and I'd be like okay you're not acting like yourself let's explore that like is there something going on it could just be that they're low energy they could be ill whatever there's those are different reasons but there's no universal like tick all these boxes that means you're ill or unwell it doesn't happen like that but as animals we all a lot of us will try and kind of push ourselves through things because we want to we don't want to disrupt our own lives right if we're going if we're supposed to be going to work one day and our boss is expecting us on a call we'll probably go to that call we probably will turn up and we'll probably try and fake our way through it and pretend we're fine because it could be that on the call they go oh you're right you don't see yourself and that's embarrassing in a group situation So I think a lot of it comes down to almost like our survival skills kick in. And we're like, if, if you've ever seen like a rabbit or like a prey animal, when they're ill, you never know they're ill until they're on death's door because they're so yeah. good at faking it. It's just a very natural response. And I think we're the same. I think so many of us, even if like I'm right at the forefront of mental health and well-being, I still fake it very often. I'll still mm-hmm. pretend that I'm fine or I'll go on my stories and say, hey, this really cool thing happened today and not talk about the thing that's really bothering me at that moment. But I try and do something different with my social media because I feel that responsibility to be open and to be honest. So I will occasionally go on if I've had a depressive episode or if I'm feeling vulnerable, but I'm able to talk about it at that time, I will share that because I think we need to kind of challenge the the very filtered perception on social media to tell people what's really going on. Um, but I won't do that all the time because sometimes I just feel way too vulnerable to do that. And it would it would damage me and my mental health and my well-being if I was overly open at very, very vulnerable times. So um, it's just important, first of all, to acknowledge 
that we all do it. Like everybody fakes it like on a semi-regular or very regular basis. So don't give, don't beat yourself up for that. And also don't beat yourself up if you don't spot it in other people, because we hear it so many times, don't we, where people have um, maybe they've been sectioned or maybe they've um, really, really experiencing depression and they're having a hard time. Maybe unfortunately they have died by suicide and people say, we had no idea. I would have helped them if I'd known. And it's so normal to not spot it. It's so normal because especially we've all got our own things going on all the time. So it's a very noisy world that we live in. It's a very overstimulated world. So we have to, as much as we feel a responsibility to other people, I think it's also important that we take responsibility for ourselves and having that kind of that courage and that self-awareness to say I'm not happy with this thing I'm going to ask someone to help me with this thing but to know that it's it's up to you to choose that path and to direct it in the first instance so not a simple answer I'm afraid <laughs> no, I think, I think it, it, it's both parties isn't it like if you're feeling shit like mm-hmm. tell a friend if you see someone mm-hmm. who's feeling shit ask them the friend. Are you shit? like are you okay yeah. like what's going on in your head and yeah also, like, I feel like follow-up is really important with friends. So like, yeah. if someone's like, oh, like, I feel really shit. And then you have this, like, really deep conversation and, like, you really talk about it. And then you don't hear from them for two weeks. And you then, like, see them six months later. And you're like, oh, how are you doing, mate? Like, last time we spoke, like, oh, yeah, I got through it. Like, I'm feeling a little bit better. Like, da 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 Like, you can, mm-hmm. like, be a part of someone's process. And you can essentially, like, work with them to help them. Like, you'd be surprised how literally like a, a text or a phone call or just a little quick reach like or outreach even mm-hmm. can make someone feel better and I mean obviously talking is now everyone's like oh like we just need to talk like that's all I think listening is the more important thing a lot of the time like people worry about saying the wrong thing and I think we need to pay attention to the fact that often people just want to be listened to if they're going through a tough time or if if they're struggling to even figure out what's going on sometimes all they want to do is like offload and then you as the other person can just be okay tell me more like I'm here use me as a as a sounding board just tell me everything you're thinking about and even just sitting in silence can sometimes be really healing for people because they just they feel appreciated and they feel like they're in a safe place and they feel yeah, just a bit of normality. I call it like an anchor to reality when I've had very suicidal thoughts sometimes. I've just been in a room with one of my friends. They don't know what I'm going through, but just them being there is like normal life is carrying on. It's fine. And that's my anchor. Yeah. And I think that working in the industry that you do and seeing so many different people going through different elements to, to see that, that listening is actually can sometimes be the best thing you can do because mm-hmm. like, I don't, if you sat opposite me now and you were like, right, well, I'm feeling really, really shit today. I could go, right, mate, don't worry about it. You go for a run for five miles mm-hmm. and you'll feel 100% better. And then don't eat ice cream, da, 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 da. But then you might be like, well, I've actually twisted my ankle last week and I can't go for a run. So if I can't mm-hmm. go for a run, then da, da, da. And then the mind spirals further. So yeah. I think that, like you've just said, like listening is so, so important. Like not always having to give advice all the time like sometimes people don't even want advice or they just want to say like this is fucking shit yeah and it's so nice to have someone there that appreciates that and just goes yeah I'd feel shit if I was in the same situation I'm really sorry and just having that empathy towards them rather than yeah snapping into problem solving can be a big problem and a lot of us do that as default because we we want to help people we're like let me give you some solutions some things that have worked for me and actually you're right it could be not the right thing for that person completely or it could be that they're just not in the mood for that right there and all they need is just someone to be like shit I'm really sorry but you're safe here you're safe in this environment like let's just let's just even sit here in silence and just like breathe for a second like when was the last time you just breathed Mm. and didn't feel the need to be somewhere and to be doing something Mm. so yeah there's all sorts of methods to to kind of navigate those those more difficult emotions but it's important to know that you know the way that you show up is not going to be the same way I show up and the way that I show up today is not going to be the same way that I navigate something tomorrow necessarily I'm going to have like go-to things that oh that's quite normal for me I can sometimes experience in that when I feel depressed but likewise something completely off the wall might happen and it's it's a really empowering thing to say to yourself like oh that's interesting okay I'm just going to observe this a little bit I'm going to figure it out I'm going to like you said reach out to a friend talk to someone I trust um and yeah, conversation, there's there's so much power in conversation. And it could be even online, like go on a forum and, and speak anonymously if that makes you feel more comfortable. I was about to say then like that it's like reach out to a friend, reach out to a loved one. But then I was like, what if like it's your mates that are doing your fucking head in? Like, yeah. what do you do then? <laughs> but like you've just said, like 
forums, um, yeah. also the Samaritans, like it might sound daunting. Like there are a lot of groups that you can go to, like there's loads of different ways. And also like for me as well, journaling is a big one, like weirdly enough, like praying for whatever's going on. I'm like, right, okay, like just direct me. Um, because I've got a big belief that like what's what what's for you doesn't go by you basically. And mm. that's like my thoughts in life. Like I'm like, right, universe has got a plan. Might not necessarily like it right now, but if I just accept it, then yeah. it's going to be okay. And like, I'm dead into like, spiritual power like literally handing it over to the universe and saying you know what like so for example this morning shipment got fucking grounded and I can't believe it. I've been waiting for these goods for for weeks and China's in shit like all the ports are closing because of COVID like we're just like going in and out of our heads at the moment and I was like I woke up this morning to another email telling me there'd been another fucking delay and I was sat there in bed and I was like I'm gonna foot that I've got tonsillitis my dog's ill I'm tired I feel like shit and now this has happened. I'm like, what a fucking way to wake up on a Monday. And I could have just gone, you know what? Fuck this. Like, and said a load of fucking brash emails off, gone fucking mad. Mm. But instead, I actually like sat down and prayed. I was like, right, today's like, I didn't pray for myself. I was just like, today's a hard day. Help people who need help. And I'm just going to hand over this whole like shipping issue because the universe, I can't, I can't mentally handle this right now. And then I took the dog for a walk. Nice. And, back and I just worked and then it was fine like, I was like I'm not fucking working today because that happened like it was like no 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 energies like yeah energy. like yeah find somewhere to put that energy rather like and like you said an option would have been send a shitty email and like it could have been the best thing it could have been the worst thing you don't know because you didn't choose that timeline but what you did do made you feel better and that's good is to be that self-aware to be able to say I'm going to channel this in a slightly different way. And, and also I love what you just said then. It kind of lends itself to trust. Like you just trust it will work out. You don't know the how you don't know the step-by-step process necessarily, but you trust the big picture of like, it will work out. Meantime, I'm going to take tiny little steps on the way. And like, even if it is just getting yourself out of the house and going for a walk, that's a big deal to be able to do that rather than sit in the moment and get angrier and angrier move your energy move out of the physical space that you're in get around the block come back and then do something different like you said just tapping away and doing something that you can handle find something small to start with that kind of thing can be really important which is not to negate anybody's experience if you're having like a really tough episode like that kind of step will feel too big in some moments but even things like if you feel like it's a real challenge to get out of bed one day, even getting to the chair and sitting in your chair, even if you stay in your chair all day, but you've gone from the bed to the chair, like that is movement and that is progress. Like small steps make a massive difference. And again, on that, like those small steps and also just saying like, sometimes I'm not good today, so I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. like, I've had days in the past where I've gone, can't compute, can't fucking do it, switch off. And I'll have to like finish it. So I'll be like, right, okay. Because obviously it's my business. Like I have to, I have to go on emails. Like it has to happen. Um, yeah. Some days I will be like, you know what? Today I work till one o'clock and then I'm just going to switch off because I can't handle any more than just the, the bare minimum. That's also okay. And yeah. And we all have those days, don't we? We're like, you're trying to do something and you're forcing yourself and you've been there for hours and you're like, why can't I crack this fucking thing? Like I'm smart. Why can't I do this? Mm. You leave it, you come back to it fresh the next morning and you do it in 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's, it's like, sometimes you you just need to rest and to not do stuff. That is so legitimate and it's so necessary as well. Like our brains are computers. You wouldn't leave your computer running 24 hours plugged in. You have to shut it down sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we forget that. And it's like, yeah. we need to normalize resting more. I think that in our culture as well, especially when like in fast paced businesses, there's a big thing around, oh, like you've got to work till like eight, like what we're going to do like 15 to 18 hour days and don't sleep yeah. and definitely don't eat and make sure that you posted about how really successful you are but also post about how much you hate the world and then like <laughs> you haven't like drank coffee for the last eight days but you haven't slept and you're just running on this adrenaline that you've got for the next big thing and I think that narrative which mm-hmm. seems to be kind of also portrayed a lot on Instagram is things are getting better on there like people are saying about like resting etc but mm-hmm. I think that you've just said like coping with that can be hard and that's where I really want to ask you now about yourself and how you cope with your own spirituality your own mental well for me it's spirituality for you it's wellness Mm -hmm. however you want to name it Mm -hmm. how do you deal with your own like what what do you do and this isn't advice for anyone else I just want to know how you work 
it's a really interesting one for me because I work in the space. There's almost like a double pressure to like to do things properly and to do things well and to look after myself. It's like I have to be an example of like what I'm preaching. So for me, it's almost like I have guilt if I fall off the bandwagon a little bit. Um, but I always like to share that as well. I like to share with people when I haven't been looking after myself to say, okay, taking my own advice now, I need to take some time off. So for me, some of those things look like actually having a weekend, which was like, I thought I was the devil. Cause like, how can you run a business and have a weekend that is not done. But when I got with my partner, it kind of became a thing. Like he picked up on it straight away. He said, you seem to be having a really hard time at the moment. Things are very busy. Have you thought about having a weekend? Cause I was having like maybe half a day off, maybe a whole day if I was feeling very decadent. But he was like, have you considered like, and he didn't want to lead me down a dark path. He said, if it's not going to work with you, that's cool. I can do my own thing. But have you considered having a weekend? And it actually works really well. And I find I do actually need two days to fully reset because one day is just categorically not enough for me and the amount of stuff I've got going on. So having two days off works for me, not for everyone, but for me, that seemed to work quite well. Um, I, I have a lot of time to myself. So I have very, very social days, very kind of busy days, often a, a lot of phone calls and stuff. So then my evenings are like quiet time, like shut down my brain. I even have um, cat days where I just say to people, I text one of my friends over the weekend, actually, I said, I'm really sorry. I'm having a massive cat day. I can't socialize. I don't have the capacity. We'll rearrange for like next weekend or something, but I just need to take today for myself. And I went to the park. I was reading a book for a couple of hours. I was journaling. Like I, I absolutely love reading and journaling is like, journaling is my go-to I've been journaling for like 17 or 18 years like I have books full like I've got suitcases next to my bed full of journals so that has been a huge thing for me and for me that ties into spirituality as well and my spiritual practice is very much about just listening into things and making time to meditate in my own way I don't really I don't really sit and meditate in the traditional sense I kind of meditate before bed and I kind of have lucid dreams so I sometimes get messages through my dreams which is a bit trippy but it's great (laughs) um And if I'm not looking after myself, that kind of, it's almost like that channel can't be open because it's, it's, it's in a different part of my brain. It's like you're accessing your subconscious rather than your conscious mind. And if your conscious mind is going, 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 and you're always active in that sense, you can't access that kind of, I like to think of it as like a deeper wisdom within myself, but then I feel like there are other influences, which I couldn't even name. I can't tell you if it's a God or if it's like guides or whatever. I I don't really care what it is, to be honest. I just feel like I can have support available to me if I open myself up to it so sometimes that's tarot as well I really enjoy tarot and just do my own readings that's super cool I love I love tarot I've never I've never tried doing it for someone else actually um but for me it's like a self-reflection thing so you put your cards down and you look at the themes of the cards and then you can kind of reflect it's it's really nice to couple with journaling actually and to think about okay what are the themes that are coming through I wonder why those themes have come through what does that theme mean to me in this moment and then writing down whatever comes to mind um so yeah there's lots of different things I do but but for me the main thing and the main message I would give to anybody is to allow yourself the space and time to do whatever that thing is because even if it's just 10 minutes a day if you keep consistent with it and you keep going back to it every day you're creating that little pocket of headspace for yourself Mm -hmm. in a very chaotic world and the world is not going to make time for you to do that. You need to make the time for that. Yeah. And it's about having that kind of acceptance as well that, like you've just said, like, this is the way that I'm doing it and that's fine. Like your meditation before bed is the way that you do it and that's fine. You don't have to sit in a room with 50 candles on and kind of go, oh, like, there's none of that shit. Like mine's yoga. Like my yoga is my meditation and like I'm happy with that. It's movement. Like that's just very me. Like I love to move. And I just think that, the more that people recognize that like meditation doesn't necessarily have to be that um like you you can meditate in your own way and like just clearing the mind because your mind is constantly running like sometimes I look at people who are manic and I don't mean manic as in like crazy or horrible or any but I mean like just rolling like rolling and you can just see them going out of control and I just think and I just think I wish you just sit and breathe yeah (laughs) yeah I wish you just find a minute to like not think about your business or your whatever it is that's kind of taken over your life like just sit down and just like get in touch with just surroundings because I think sometimes like we get so focused on everything else that it 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 gets hard to even think about what's actually going on within like just like sitting within a moment like I used to find that so hard like I couldn't sit within a moment my Mm. mind would constantly be like well I need to check my Instagram I need to like get out like I know that I'm doing xyz tomorrow instead of just living in the day 
And living yeah. in the day now is like the most, it's like sometimes I just have to like sit down, and like bring it back, bring it back to the day, bring it back to the day. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so important. And I just feel like you've obviously been doing this for a while now and it's working because like you are helping others and that in itself is incredible. And you've always had such a, a way with people and the ability to, to make people feel comfortable and you've you've always you've always had that and I'm just really glad that I've I've met you I remember when I was going through a hard time you were very much there and checking in and saying and I didn't want to talk to anyone but you were always like, oh you all right and I'd be like yeah I'm fine and you could probably see in my face I was like fuck off but like you really like you 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 get people you're empathetic and I love that you, you're a you. very very good person thank you oh that's so sweet <laughs> you are. like and this is the thing that I, I didn't want to talk to anyone on this either who like I didn't have massive respect for and I've got a lot of respect for you as a person thank you that's one of the nicest things you can say to someone as well is to not just appreciate the work that they're doing and how they kind of make their living and stuff but just to say as a person I respect you and that's yeah. that's a really lovely thing to say so thank you welcome no I really really do and again like thank you so much for your time and coming on here and I think we've got through everything that I, I wanted to ask you about um is there anything you want to add I would thank you um I just like to add like whatever state anybody comes to this podcast in like we spoke around the houses about like this technique and this thing you can do and blah 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 blah. like as you'll say see we went between different things of like sit in the moment no don't sit in the movement move like this shit is hard it's really difficult to learn how to take care of yourself and to do it consistently and and to keep yourself on a level playing field and like I'm a professional I fuck up all the time like I have dark days and dark moments and I kick myself when I'm down and all the things like it's a process of just coming back to it and like with meditation like you said it's a case of like coming back to the present moment and trying again like that is what your life is your life is a series of moments strung together and you can have a completely fucked up day a fucked up week a fucked up month you can come back and try again like there's always something else you can do in a different way you can approach things so try not to give yourself a hard time try to be really you know kind to yourself and understanding and just say like it's okay to be a human and to fuck up because that's what we're here for we're here to be like really messy and imperfect that's the joy of the joy and the torture of being human I guess (laughs) yeah yeah oh brilliant well thank you so much for your time mate like I really really appreciate it thanks for having me I love it welcome (laughs) yeah I mean like you're my third interview now so like I'm just like trying to just keep it rolling keep it going like I'm really enjoying it like I'm loving it it's just so good to like listen to how other people think and the way that they work and what they do like me and you have similar practices I spoke to other people who are nowhere near like Mm -hmm. it's mad and it's good to know always learning like the more you talk to people the more you learn 100% it's incredible it's incredible 